What's up, everybody, and welcome to the show. Make sure you head over to Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Like us, follow us, and subscribe to the channel. Wherever it is you're listening to a podcast, make sure you subscribe to it. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the bottom, hit that fifth star, and hook us up with a five-star review. Today on the podcast, we have a very special guest. This dude traveled to Beijing, China, in 2008 to compete in the 2011. Eight Olympics as a Paralympian, where he just happened to win the gold medal and two silver medals. He set three world records in the process. Um, this dude also played football at the legendary high school, Odessa Permium, and he went to college at McMurray University here in Texas, where he found his love for track and field, which ultimately led him to uh, winning the gold and the silver. Everybody, this dude is awesome. He was fun to have on the podcast. We had a hell of a time. Everybody, welcome to the podcast, Jim Bob Bazell. Uh, it's always a good time, man. Um, all right. You ready? You guys ready? I'm ready. Yeah, we'll get right into it. All right, welcome everybody to the Tell Me Something podcast. I'm your host, Cruz Robbie Villanueva. Got my partner here, Justin Leeper. What up, Justin? What's up, what's up? And then we have a special guest today, Jim Bob Bazell. Yeah, yeah, what's up, y'all? What's up, man? And then you have your... My son. I got my son, Roger. Hey, y'all. How's it going, man? Doing good. How about yourself? Hey, not too bad. That's no, nice. Doing good. Hey, thanks for doing this, man. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah no I problem, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, cheers on the podcast. Absolutely. Right? Cheers. 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 Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm glad you came through. Oh, yeah, for sure. No uh, doubt. Yeah. Um, when Justin told me about you, you were like one of the first people I thought about when uh, I started the podcast, man. Because I started it, like, not too long after I met you. Right. When uh, you came through and you were testing out my the air runner. Yeah. Man, that treadmill is nuts. I, I'm not going to lie, man. You gave me a, a heart attack because you <laughs> were hauling, out, hauling my, ass on that thing. My wife was like, man, you're freaking them out. They thought you were going to fly off of it. <laughs> Dude, I really thought I was getting worried. I was like, oh, shit, man. Uh, nah. If he flies off, like, this garage is tiny. Something's bad's going to happen. His daughter, scoot to the side. He might be coming through. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. Um, yeah, so usually that's not too much of an issue, but so just to let everybody know, you're uh, you're an amputee. Yep, right? yep, yep. Got left leg, right leg. Uh, left leg below my knee. Yeah, got a motorcycle accident in March 26, 2007. I was riding a wheelie, bike came back on top of me, and my leg got kind of with my body. So that this drug on the ground going 20 miles an hour, and this this it dismangled my foot. This Big pile of ground beef hanging, hanging off the side of my ankle. Oh, shit. So I was just like looking at the sky like, shit, am I ever going to stop? And I finally stopped. I rolled over and took a step and looked down. And sure enough, my foot was gone. So, um, oh, it, it got torn off. The ground pretty much ate it off. Yeah. Going 20 miles an hour. Damn yeah. it. Yeah. And that's not that fast. That's not fast at all. So, yeah, it's pretty wild what your body weight and gravel could do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. On a dirt bike, you said? Uh, it was a crash rocket Honda. Oh. One hundred CBR one thousand. Yep, yep. Do you still ride? Oh yeah. Day I got my leg, got back on the bike. Three days later, was riding wheelies again, brother. No shit. Oh yeah, I can't get. A, I can't stop me, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's nuts, man. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, did they try to reattach the leg or was it just gone? Oh, no, gone man. It was gone. Yeah. 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 See, I got hit by a car when I was in eighth grade. Um, actually, it's a funny story, man. I was too busy watching a cop where he's crossing over the highway go to go play paintball. Yeah. And uh, I turned around after I looked at the cop. And sure enough, there was a car on the highway going 70 miles an hour. So I smoked the bumper of it, hit the windshield, threw me up, landed on my brain or shifted my, landed on my head, bru- shifted and bruised my brain on the right side, almost punctured my main artery on my right leg. And then I shattered my shin on my left side. So then when I got in this motorcycle accident, it was my foot that was mangled, but in your prosthetic, uh, your, that plate with in five screws in my shin is going to cause problems and issues in my prosthesis. So that's what they took it right at the top of that plate, right underneath my knee. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it took me like six months after my, my amputation because the doctor never told me. So I was rubbing on my leg one day. I was like, you know what? That's at the top of that plate. I guess that would cause issues in your prosthetic, you know? So yeah. I kind of kind of put that shit together myself. Damn, man. Yep. Yep. So how long was your recovery total? Uh, recovery. I was in the hospital for a day and a half. Next day, I, I was crutching around the mall. Just <laughs> no was, shit. Oh yeah, man. I I wasn't gonna lay in bed, brother. I was too busy trying to live life. I mean, that's one of many of the experiences of cheating death. You know. Yeah. And that was a kind of an eye opener. I wasn't nothing was gonna stop me after that, man. So I was crutching around the mall like two days after my accident. I was running across people in high school saying, "Hey, man, you need to be at home resting, laying in bed." And I told them to. Not worry about it. You know how we all are. Just tell them don't worry about themselves. Or to worry about themselves, don't worry about me. I'm living. You yeah. Know? And it was just, just kind of mind-blowing. Um, my first prosthetic leg I got was three months after my accident. I got my first prosthesis. And then um, so I get my leg in the doctor's office. And he tried, He has me try it on. And I put it on. And I just get up and I start walking across his office. And he's just like kind of mind-blowing. He's like, man, what's – hold on, hold on, hold on, man. You need to – you need your crutches. And I was like, man, I've been on crutches for three months. <laughs> yeah. I want to walk, brother. And he, so he's, he told me to try to stay on my crutches for a week, and then he'll take my crutches from me. So I, I, I tried to walk with crutches with my new prosthesis. And next thing you know, like three days later, I just chunked those crutches. Man, I wasn't having it he anymore. Said, fuck it. Yeah, fuck that shit, bro. <laughs> so five months after my accident, I went to Oklahoma City. So I started training for the Paralympics uh, for track and field. I was an All-American in college. Um, played football, ran track and field, became an All-American, quit college, six months later, get a motorcycle, lose my leg, and I'm like, man, fuck this, man. I, I, I miss running track and field because I fell in love with it because, I mean, we're D3. We don't got no scholarships. We're doing this for the love of the game, yeah. and we were running D1 times at a, at a D3 school. And next thing you know, I wanted to start training it because I heard about the the Paralympics. And the kid that told me about the Paralympics, I was like, man, I don't even know what the fuck you're saying. I need you to write this word down. I mean, what, <laughs> what is the Paralympics? I mean, I never even heard of this shit. Yeah. So he, he's, and I was like, dude, I'm dead serious. I need you to write this down. So it was a pretty wild story, man. I went and watched my buddies. They, they were still running in college. Yeah. So I was supposed to be at work, and I'm still on crutches. So I told work, I was like, fuck work, man. I'm going to go watch my friends. And they're like, okay, cool. Because, I mean, they sent me a job. And they're like, you'll just be back tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, I'll be back tomorrow. So it was kind of wild because when I ran in college, I ran against a guy that was missing his leg. And I, I mean, I would look over at this guy like in a hundred meter race. I was like, man, I hope this motherfucker doesn't beat me. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's missing one leg, and it's like, bro, he better not get me. Get me. So next thing you know, I'm at that track meet again, watching my buddy's run. He's there. My buddies tell me about the Paralympics. I don't know shit about the Paralympics. And then there's a coach from Austin. He's a, he used to, tra- he used to uh, coach in the Paralympics. 
and we're all there for a reason, man. And it's like, I'm supposed to be at work today. You're, you didn't plan on coming and you just showed up. So it's like, how are we all at one place? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then next thing you know, he, uh, the guy, the guy I ran against, his name's Roger Green. Um, we, we, we sat down, we talked about it. And he's like, Hey man, you want to, you want to run again? And I was like, yeah, this is, this is what I'm looking forward to doing. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to just walk. I'm trying to do everything I can do. And he was like, well, come see me in Oklahoma city. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll come see you brother. And I went up there and I was like, I, I seen his establishment that he gets his legs made from. And that's Scott Savage prosthetics and research out of Oklahoma city. He's got a branch now in, in Dallas, man. These, this guy's just, it's crazy, man. Cause it started with his granddad and then his dad took it over and it was Savage prosthetics at the time. And his dad invented the socket that's taught in the textbooks nowadays. So this is where this guy comes from. So I'm like, I'm here, I'm getting legs made in a two bedroom rundown house in Odessa, Texas. And you take me to go see this facility in Oklahoma city. I'm just like, Whoa, it's night and day, man. It's like, <laughs> Complete 180. yeah, he's like, you, you want to run? This is you at the right place. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> so I went up there, seen this establishment, seen all this. And, uh, he was like, man, you, you want to do this? And I was like, yeah, I absolutely do. And I was like, when do you want me to come up here? And he's like, man, you can move up here in a month. And I was like, in a month? And I was like, shit, oh, shit. Four months after my accident. So I was like, fuck it, I'll move up here. So I ended up moving up to Oklahoma City five months after my accident and started training. So, Damn, um, in five yeah. months. Yeah, yeah, brother. I was up there with a one leg. Uh, not one leg. Well, of course I had one leg. You know what I'm saying? But on a walking leg. I was on a walking leg yeah. for about a month and a half, pulling tires, fucking running a couple miles, sprinting. And then next thing you know, I got to try on a, a running leg. And the day I tried my running leg on, I was like, whoa, that's like night and day. Cause it was just, I was running on, on a pylon. So it was just like, yeah. like it's just stiff as shit. So the day I tried that running leg on, man, I was like, man, I'll wait another week for this. Cause this, this feels really good compared to what the fuck I've been running on. And I didn't know no different. So I, that's why I was training that way. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, man. Is it just more flexible and it gives it like springs? It, it's, that... it's, yeah. I mean, everybody likes like, oh, it's a spring and like Cat Williams, oh, tink, tink, you know, Oscar Pistorius. So tink, tink, running on paper clips and shit, you know. <laughs> well, I, what it does is it gives you feedback to get to your next step instead yeah. of just being a dead weight. So yeah. like, it, it helps out tremendously for sure. Yeah. Damn. When you moved up there, did they hook you up with everything or did everything come out of your own pocket? So at the time I had insurance and then I, I, um, I missed a, do I miss my fucking Cobra payment for like a week and then Cobra dropped me. So I lost my insurance and my, but my buddies now is Scott Savage prosthetics. Um, this guy named Darren is one of his like good, good prosthetic, prosthetic, uh, what is it? A prosthesis. So he was missing his leg too. And he was kind of his ride or die guy that like he, if he believed in somebody, he would, he would, if he said so, then Scott would pick him up. So Darren is the one told Scott, man, hey, man, I believe in this dude. Like, we need to give this guy a chance. So the Scott picked me up and ended up started uh, sponsoring me. And oh. then, so, so you had somebody vouch for you? Yeah, yep, yeah. Yeah, like yep. he didn't have to look at tape or anything like that? Nothing at all. Yeah. Did it make you try out or anything? Nah, well, not at all. Nah, well, because like I said, I moved up there. And as soon as I moved up there, man, I was just getting it. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, I didn't stop training this. Hey, when I got there, man, I was just, just, I was wanting it, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, when you want something bad enough, you're going to go get it. So, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, I mean, this is probably a stupid question, but I'm sure you were hurting the entire time you were training. Not at all. I, no? didn't, I didn't go through any pains, man. I went through, uh, I, honestly, the, I don't really have phantom pains, man. I, after, my, after my accident, I was having issues with that. Um, 
but like mentally I had to tell myself that I hadn't, I didn't have a foot. Cause like one, the, when I was in a hospital bed, my, my big toe got crossed over with my other toe and it just sat there for like seven hours, man. And you know, I mean, imagine that feeling for seven hours, that shit gets fucking annoying. Yeah. So I mentally, I had to tell myself like, man, I don't even have a foot no more. I don't got no toes. And I think that's what it was, man. I was just, I mean, like I said, it's by the grace of God because I've, I've had fennel pains after that. But the only way I get fennel pains is if I'm like tough on my body and I'm hard on myself. But yeah. I mean, at this time, I was only 21 years old. You know what I'm saying? I was still a kid. So that the, is nuts. The, yeah, the older you get, man, this shit hurts. <laughs> the the fennel pains, are they like uh, like just like regular aches and pains or it's like you twisted an ankle or something? No, it's a little. Or like a cramp. It's, it's just annoying, man. It's like, I, I, honestly, what it is is it's nerve damage. So like your nerves, my nerves will start firing off. Hmm. And like, so, I mean, you, you wiggle your toes and you can figure out where those muscles go up the front of your foot or the front of your leg. So that that's kind of what it is because, I mean, it's just my 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 nerves and my toes and all that shit was burnt off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if I'll be, if I'll be laying in bed at work, cause I mean, they, they moved me like two hours away from work, from home to drive to work. And like, I never had any issues with it before, but then when I was doing, I started doing that for like two years and I started having phantom pains. I was like, man, this is really, really taking a toll on my body. Didn't realize that that was going to happen. So I'd be laying in bed and my muscles and my nerves, so I'll just pick my leg up and I'll start patting my nerves, start patting my leg down, and just kind of fu- like firing those muscles and like trying to act them up, like just get them, get them calmed down, pretty much. Yeah. 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 So, Dude, that's insane, man. Yeah, man, for sure. But like I said, back to like back to Scott, though, man. Like luckily he picked me up, man, because I mean prosthetics are crazy expensive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean a, a running foot by itself, that's a twenty thousand foot, just a foot. Yeah. And then you got the socket itself, that's another like ten, fifteen grand. So. The so- what's the socket? So the what we slide our foot into, or okay. my, my my leg into. Okay. So, and then you got sleeves and liners and socks. I got I me. Mean, it all adds up, man. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. imagine, man. Yeah. It was pretty nice though, man, because I could just walk in the back th- in the back door of his office, and everybody knew who I was. I mean, they're they're pretty. They took me in, man. There's there's my new family up there, man. So just walk in the back door while everybody came into the front, and I'll just I sit on his sit on his bench and watch these guys build my legs, and then we'll get in the hallway. And I'll be sprinting down. I mean, we'll let everybody know. Don't come out your room because I'm coming through the hallway. Like, <laughs> fucking getting it, man. <laughs> Get taken out. Oh, Did yeah. you ever take somebody out? No, I took myself out. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm running like on my, uh, when you, before they do the final build, we would just to test it out to make sure the socket fits perfectly. Yeah. So we would we would fiberglass it against the, the running leg. So I got my socket on, fiberglass it to the foot. So I'm fucking sprinting down the hallway, just getting it full speed, and it just smashed, broke through that fiberglass, and then here I am just sliding down the hallway, like, ah, got copyright burn. I want to see that now. Yeah. That'd be funny to see. <laughs> Boy, you better watch yourself. I'll dust your ass. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Man, so five months mm, after yep. you lost your leg, you started training. Right. And then you made it into the 2008 2008 games, games yep. So 17 months after my accident. Well, check this shit out. I'll get really to this point. So I started training. I was really doing well at training. But, like, when you're a new amputee, you atrophy, and you atrophy pretty quick. So you got to get new legs made. So I was training in my dick off, training hard as shit. OU's indoor meet was coming up, and I had to get a new running leg made. So I was like, man, wrong time, wrong place. But I was like, yo, let's get this made now so I can get through the season with it. So I, I went three weeks without training, 
and I wasn't being a smart athlete. It wasn't, I mean, it's my first time to become a professional athlete. So I just wasn't being smart with it. So I didn't actually train. And the day I get my leg was a Friday. Track meet was on a Saturday. So I went out to this tra- or indoors OU's meet. And I went out there and ran against these collegiate athletes. And, man, I ended up dusting these motherfuckers. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, but I, I tweaked my hamstring doing this. So that was three, that three weeks I took off of getting my leg made. I wasn't doing any type of training or physical therapy with it. So I actually I started I started a major issue with my hamstring, and it was on my disabled side. Yeah. So after that, man, I I tore my like legitly. Like it, it, you could uh, tweak your hamstring, or uh, I, I pulled mine multiple times, and, and uh, I'm talking about full. tear. You yeah, uh, no pop pop. You hear that? You run in on the track, and you hear that thing pop. Right? Yeah. So I pop. I tore my hamstrings five times that season before the game. What? Yeah. Five times, I was, I was, that's how I met my wife, man. I was traveling back and forth to get physical therapy. So I was like, but it, I, was, I wasn't being smart. So I was like, get back on the track, to come back as easy as you can, build yourself back up. But yeah. when you want something at that time, I mean, I've, I just want to get out here and I want to run. And I, Full speed and every I, time. Because I, I know I can, you know what I mean? And I'm, and I'm running with my guys from college at the time. So I was like, I know I can run with them. So I'll get back on the track the day I get back on the track, bow, blow it again. And sure enough. Hey, what are you doing back at home, babe? Uh, just tore my hamstring. I'll see you in two hours. You know what I mean? So I did that before the games. And then that's how I, I ended up going to my trials a, a month and a half with no no the month and a half with no training, no running. Because I told my wife if I was going to make this team, I got to completely stop running. Because, I mean, I, was, I wasn't being smart with it. So I went to the trials with a month and a half with no training, man. Went out there and I and – I, and I, uh, what did I, I did the 200 and the 400. I got second in the two and first in the four. So, and, holy shit, yeah. man. Yep, yep. And then, so then after that, Beijing was another three months later. So I didn't start training because I didn't feel comfortable enough on my legs. I didn't start really running. I bought a boat and I started wakeboarding, yeah. and that was my training. <laughs> honestly straight up I, that was my training i never got on the track so i went to okinawa japan yeah and that was like 10 days before the games so, oh shit was, yeah it was pretty wild man the coach for the usa coach was like hey brother i don't need you out here running like this and i was like if you knew what i've been doing all summer long i need to catch up on some endurance you know he's like i don't know what the fuck you're talking about but all right do what you do <laughs> do it do, do you do what you need to man so i was out on the track like i said 10 days before the games trying to get some Trying to get some endurance underneath me, man. So, but I mean, you can watch it on video too. Now that I now that I see that, and you watch my my O eight games video, you can see the endurance I didn't have. Yeah. So I get in the in the I ran against Oscar Pistorius two thousand eight, uh, Beijing China two hundred in the four hundred, and in my two hundred meter man, you can see me. I get out on this full. I'm about like 110 meters into the race, and I'm just I'm dusting his ass, and then sure enough, there goes my endurance, <laughs> and he just goes whoop and sucks me up and beat me, man. So oh uh, shit, about, so you got second? I got second in the two, <clears throat> second in the four, and then we got uh, first in the four by one. So, and the way the Paralympics works, man, it's all about classifications. So he's a uh, Oscar Pistorius. He's a bilateral, so he's two underneath the legs, below the knee. So he's classified as a T43. I'm classified as a T40, T44, which is a unilateral, just missing one leg. So he would run with us, 
He could break a world record. I broke my world records. Even though I got a silver, I still broke my world record in my classification. No shit. Yep. So, do, you, do you still hold the record? Uh, no. They, they got beat by point like point oh one in in London, and that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I I broke my world record in the trials for 2012 in the 200. I broke my world record in the 200 again, and then what happens before 2012 games? I tear my hamstring again oh man yeah yeah so i've had a lot of hamstring issues brother yeah yeah dude <laughs> after that first pull or tear or whatever that you're, they're you're, just... you're done yeah i mean I, I i walk around and think about running i mean i still want to run I, I i plan on running next year if if, if everything works out I, I plan on running in a few meets i'm gonna run in uh acu at nebling christian and i'm gonna run at texas tech too so no shit to try yeah. to make it back to the- no nah, i just want to do it as a personal goal man yeah just to get out there and run again i mean because i mean i didn't do my best i mean i did my best that i could but i didn't mentally because i knew my times i was i was running my times and yeah. then bam I, I screwed it all up so i i just want to give 110 percent. just go out there and say hey these are my times now and see what my times are yeah so, yeah for sure yeah. Did you have to do it smarter now, man? Oh yeah, exactly. Now, I'm I'm a lot older now, man, yeah. so I know how to do this. <laughs> Holy shit! So you have a gold and silver medal? I got two silvers and a gold. Yeah, three world records in my classification. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that's badass, man. Yeah, it's pretty sick, man. So, I I got them sitting around my house. You know, what I'm saying I I let people try them on. <laughs> and, I mean, it's, when's the next time you're ever gonna see a gold medal? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a blessing in my life and. I mean, I'm not afraid to share it with people, man. That I mean, is something very few people can say. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I got friends that trip out on me like, dude, I take that off. I'm like, dude, don't, don't take that off. That's my medal. And they get mad at me about it. They're like, you worked so hard to get that. I'm like, yeah, I did, but you can wear it too. Like, it's yeah. all good. You know what I mean? That's cool, man, because I can imagine there's some other people like, hey, you could pay me to look at it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, no doubt. It, it sounds like the experience was is better than anything else. Oh, yeah, man. I'm blessed to be alive, brother. So, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Shit. And uh, how was uh, Beijing whenever you're down there? Man, Did you get to explore anything dude, or did you just focus yeah, on, on training? I, nah, like I said, I, I, I was there for the experience, man. Yeah. So my wife, she, she got a hotel like a mile down the road. And uh, we got to go see the Great Wall of China. We got to go roam around. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, it was a it was a pretty cool experience. My dad, my dad, and my stepmother they went to, they went over there as well. And uh, one thing, if you don't know, if you stay at the Hilton around the world, the Hilton requires their employees to know English. Mm-hmm. So that's why they, that's why they stayed there because I definitely felt the language barrier when I went over there. Yeah. You know I mean, I didn't know any, I don't know any Chinese. So imagine how they come over here; they don't know any English. Yeah. So we had they the USA team gave us cards and like if we wanted to go to Great Wall of China, like we would point to the taxi like this is take, yeah, take just, me here. But like if I didn't have that card, how the hell am I going to get around anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> so my dad and stepmom had a pretty cool experience, man. They got a, pretty much a tour guide. His name was Stephen, so they called him Stephen Bob. <laughs> yeah so i'm jim bob my dad's name's joe bob and they kind of took this kid in a Stephen bob so <laughs> nice yeah man uh freaking american tourists man anywhere we go it's uh we're like assholes man because you know it's uh it's a shame that nobody else knows english and we're like why don't you know english like what the fuck <laughs> yeah you don't know what the fuck i'm saying <laughs> yeah. it's like uh you're not in america anymore man yeah, oh no. that makes sense but still yeah. you should know english yeah for sure no <laughs> doubt I'll, i won't ever forget that experience coming back home though man i landed in san francisco and like 
walking through the terminal off the plane to get to the terminals like whatever that Amtrak thing is or whatever it is is yeah. getting not getting off the plane man I mean just that breath of fresh air I mean I knew I was home yeah you know I mean it was pretty pretty that was a pretty wild feeling right there too man just the, the freedom and everything we have here is it's a blessing you know and people take it for granted and that right there was definitely an eye opener that I've I was definitely taking things for granted as well. So Oh yeah, was it a big time culture shock over there? Uh, oh yeah, man. It's a third world country, so it's pretty pretty wild, man. Yeah. yeah. But I mean I, I I took myself out of the village to go see things. Most athletes aren't doing things like that, so they're taking it pretty serious. Oh yeah. Yeah, I can imagine they're focused. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're focused. like I said, this is my I just started training like a few months before all this. So. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why I asked because yeah. I didn't know it was like yeah. You're like, fuck this. I'm just going to train, 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 train. So, I mean, that's what I was. And then when I tore my hamstring, I was like, fuck it. I can't do shit. You yeah. know? So, but I, I, that's kind of how it was for London. I, I trained, I, I did a whole year and a half, two years of training pretty hard for London. And then the U, the USA coach, actually, we were, where the fuck were we? Man, we're, well, she took me to Canada. So we had our trials in the USA for the 2012 games. I break my world record in the 200, and then she demands me to go to this fucking camp two weeks later, which is six weeks before the games, right? She de demands me to go to this camp in Canada to go prove myself. I'm like, go oh, prove myself? I just broke my world record in the trials for the 200. Like, what the, what the fuck are you talking about here? So... And I was working, and she's like, do I need to call your boss? And I had her on speakerphone with my wife listening. And I was like, and at the time, it was my stepdad. I was like, you know, I don't even want to get involved in this. I got vacation. I'll just fucking run up to Canada and get this dumbass camp done. So I ended up going up there. And it, it was we showed up on a Wednesday night at midnight. I have to run in a track meet Thursday morning. Not a camp. That's a track meet. And then Friday, we train hard. Another track meet Saturday. And so Saturday's track meet, I told her, I was like, I'm done running. Like, my legs are shot. I, I, I'm not ready for all this. We got the games in six weeks. So I, so I told her I can't run. She's like, well, you're going to run something. And I was like, well, I'll just pick the shortest race. So I went out there in the 100-meter dash, put the, put the box to the side, got in a three-point stance. So I was like, I'm not fucking running this race, you know. Like, I'll, I'll run it, but I'm not. So I, put, I got down a three-point stance and started jogging this race. And 50, 50 meters into that race, man, wow, tore my hamstring. Yeah, uh, right before London, man. And I was, I was, I was doing good things for London. So, and as yep, as another shitty experience with my hamstring, brother. <laughs> Did you still get to make the trip? Or oh yeah, I still went. Uh, I I I got eighth in the world with a, tam, a torn hamstring. Oh, you still ran? I, I still ran. Yeah. So I I, I ran the two hundred uh, prelims, and I wasn't even trying trying to make the finals because I knew I was going to medal in a four by one relay. So I was like, if I can just run a hundred meter dash for the four by one relay i'll come home with a medal yeah so i was like so i run the prelims make the finals i'm like son of a bitch <laughs> this is the last thing i want to be doing right now i was trying to be running another 200 meters so uh, they put me in lane eight and beep tore it again in the race tore it again oh shit i got an mri done at the facility it was 11 centimeter tear so uh, 11 centimeters mm -hmm. yeah that doesn't sound big, but yeah. Uh, but if you yeah think about it in your hamstring, yeah, it's pretty big. It's big enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have like a comparison for your other hamstring tears? Uh, it's all in the same spot, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 
That's fucking nuts, man. Yeah. So after that, man, after I tore my hamstring and I knew I wasn't going around the relay, I dipped. We, me and my wife and my dad took a ferry over to Amsterdam, checked out Amsterdam. <laughs> Went around London, checked out London. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you're only over there for a little bit. Like, when's the next time I want to be across the fucking world? You know what I mean? Take advantage of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Everywhere I've gone, my wife's got to go with me on experiences too, man. So it's, that's pretty awesome too. Yeah, yeah that's badass, man. Yeah, You've got to to travel the world for the most part. Yeah, like I said, this to is to run. This is a blessing in my life. Can I get to travel the world for free? Hell yeah, I'll take <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, ends up in the wind column, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, every time, baby. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, put me in the streets, I'll dust it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, when I saw you running on the on the air runner, man, yeah. I was like, oh shit, this guy's fast. All right. Yeah. yeah, I got that speed, man. I tell you, once I was in college, man, it's what taught me, man. So yeah, yeah. Well, once you got it, you got it. Yeah. For sure. Well, I grew up, I mean, my dad was a uh, All-American in football, too. I mean, he's put all, all four times All-State, all or is it All-State? Yeah, four times All-State in high school, first freshman to start for University of Texas back in 73 or 74. So he played with Errol Campbell back in the day. Errol Campbell wrote in the Texas football high school magazine that my dad was the hardest dude that ever hit him. No shit. And, uh, what position did he play? Uh, cornerback, yeah. yeah. Corner and a wide receiver in high school, so... And he still holds the record today at Premier for the most interceptions in the game. I think it's like 20. or In a season? It might be the season. Yeah, yeah. it's like 20-something interceptions. Yeah, it's pretty wild. For for high school? Yeah. Where was, it, where was this at? Uh, Odessa Permian. Oh, shit. Yeah, Mojo, baby. Yeah, man. <laughs> Oh, what year was that that he was playing? Uh, played in college, 73 or 74, so it's right there. Yeah. Uh, he was born in 55, so, yeah, that's about right, 73. Damn. Is yeah. that where you played your high school ball? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, we filled that stadium when I, when I was there. These kids nowadays, they don't get the glory of seeing what we got to see when we were younger because – 20,000 deep, that's pretty wild. For, Fuck, for a high school game. For a high school game. And then they filmed it my senior year, which was when they filmed. The, oh, the movie? The movie, yeah. So, oh, shit. So they filmed every one of our games. Then they had a helicopter hovering above us, filming yeah. us. Camera crews everywhere. For yeah. like the cut scenes and all that? Yep, yep, yep. Were you able to be part of the movie besides oh, yeah. like the game? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. I was an extra. Uh, in the, At the state game, you can it'll go up on a close-up on my face when they're saying the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. It'll go like Permian, whatever the team we played, back and forth. And then it'll go a close-up on my face for like a couple of seconds. And I was like, yeah, there I am. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, yeah it's always cool to see yourself on TV, man. Yeah, yeah, Big-ass movie like that yeah, one yeah for sure yeah it's pretty sick yeah shit man um what position did you play uh i was strong strong safety in in high school and then when i played in college i was free so it was nice to, nice to roam around and float around and lay blade lay heads and when i went to college i was able to learn how to catch a football instead of swatting yeah so and that's what I try to tell, explain to my kids, man. Like in high school, I could never catch a football at all. But I would always swat them. And then when I got to college, man, I, I, I took it serious. I didn't go up there for the fun. I, I, I wanted to be a professional football player, a professional athlete. So I gained like 30 pounds of pure muscle before I got there. And then played my first season. And then I ran track and field for the first time, running track and field. In college? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, shit. I, I, was, I, I ran track in, in seventh grade. And then I got hit by that car in eighth grade. <laughs> so that that then like I said, it was like I was lucky to play football, man. Uh, in high school, because that plate, man, that plate, five screws in my shin hurt. Yeah. So I would try to run track and field in high school, but it was just too much. 
So I guess when I went to college and gained that muscle and that, and that body mass, I didn't have any issues with my leg. So I went out for the team and went to nationals for my first year. But that taught me how to run. It taught me every the hand and eye coordination and everything like that. Yeah. So if it wasn't for that, I, w- I wouldn't be able to catch a ball today either. So. So did you start playing receiver in, uh, in college? Uh, you know, I wanted to, man. I even thought about going out to be uh, the quarterback because I mean, I I can I can finally throw a football now too. Yeah. You know what I mean, so I mean, I I thought you about it. You just want to do it all. Huh? I mean, I wanted to see what I could do because yeah. I mean, I was holding myself back because of all these issues I've had to overcome. You yeah. Know? So that's pretty pretty wild. Um, Shit. What uh, college did you go to? Um, that's another story. That's that's. I don't know if we can really get into that details, but we can one day. We we can get into it because it really gets crazy. But I ended up getting kicked out of my full ride out of out of Oklahoma, Panhandle State. I'll just leave it there. Got kicked out of school. Ended up going to McMurray, in Abilene, Texas. Fucking McMurray. Yep, Abilene yeah. McMurray, man. So I I I had started school there, so I had to step down a division. Mm-hmm. He's fine. I had to step down a division, and then um. So that's what took me down to D three. So, no, 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 no athletic scholarships or anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I played at Soul Ross for a little bit, man. Oh yeah. One good yeah. season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what year was this? Uh, that was in o two, o two, o three. I said we just missed each other, man. I yeah, graduated o four. So yeah. yeah, I don't remember. I was coached that big, that big, that big ass white dude. What's his name? Uh, at the time, it was uh, Steve Wright. Yeah, I know him. He knows me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a good dude, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he yep. he made the team pretty successful for a while, but yep, that first yep. season, uh, I think we only won one game. <laughs> Sounds like McMurray. I think we won <laughs> two out of eight. <laughs> I mean, we got all this talent, but can't do anything with it. <laughs> yeah, you had uh, do the teams like Harden Simmons just fucking oh, yeah. killing it. Dude, Harden Simmons, uh, Mary Harden Baylor, man, they were tough. Yeah, Harden Simmons was a shit though. I think that was his mind. Over like, cause I mean they've always got us, and they're so they were a big team. But yeah. I think uh, to me the way they they put it off on us, I think they were just trying to get into our heads. To be honest with you, and they did, you know. Yeah. So, well, but. they had that fucking. When I was there, that quarterback, uh, his name was Adam King. Dude ended up going into the NFL. Nice. I don't know if he did anything while he was there, but I mean, right. he got there. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, that says something from a D three school into the NFL. Oh yeah, I mean, and people don't understand that D you D three can still get to the pros. Yeah, you yeah. know, and so then that's like when it's just I, a lot harder, way harder because <laughs> yeah. you don't have that exposure. Oh yeah, not at all. Yeah, so that's like like when I went to college, I was, I mean, I knew I could still try to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I took it serious. What? It's my wife, y'all. It's getting in my ass. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> you better go listen to your mom. <laughs> Did you? Uh, so you only started tracking in uh, college, and then for two two years. Yeah, and then after losing your leg, that's like the sport that you went to. Is it because you had a shot, or you just? It's or just, did you try another sport? No. Um, I, I thought about going back out for football and playing football in college after I lost my leg. But yeah. when I was in college, I actually fell in love with track. I mean, I fell in, I 
Of course, I love the okay. game of football. You know what yeah. I mean. But like, I fell in love with running track, man, because like I said, we was running D one times with D one athletes, and yeah. they're getting paid for this, and here we are having to pay for school. You know what I mean? So yep. it's, it's kind of motivational. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm. It's crazy some of the the talent that goes into D three schools, and for whatever reason, man, just people end up in D three. And uh, like, I played with a dude, and he was more there for track at Tull Ross than football. Right. But he played on the football team. Dude mm-hmm. ran a fucking four one forty. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, four one. That is fucking fast. So I went to school with this guy. I think he was. Uh, his name was Bert Green, and he he played the NFL, uh, not NFL, but like Major League Baseball. Yeah. And then after Major League Baseball, he came to McMurray and started playing football with us. And then he he ran track with us too. And then he tried out for the Columbine. I think he was like, how old was this dude? I'm gonna say like mid thirties, running a four two. Four two forty in his mid thirties. Yeah, that's like pretty wild. It's like, man, how you got that stuff, bro? <laughs> Did you ever read about that fifty uh, year old, fifty, sixty, fifty year old guy that tried out for the Sol Ross football team? Uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That shit was nuts. Yeah, I think that, he actually made the team. Say, at like, yeah, didn't they make a movie or a book about that? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they did. Yeah, I remember this because this is after I played. But, but it made know? national news yeah. for sure. Like he rode yeah. with the team and everything. <laughs> he was like fifty five or something like that. That's made, crazy. Made yeah, he team. had uh, a couple years of eligibility. He was like, I just wanted to go back and play football. Right. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> shit. Like, Put me back in some pads. I'll lay some heads. <laughs> yeah, you think you can still do it? Oh yeah, I'm gonna hurt myself though. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be fun. Oh yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know we talked. Um, it's probably been about roughly a year ago about running still. Oh yeah. Is it still something? Oh yeah, for sure. That you want to go back and run? Is it? I just want to do it personally myself. Like, I mean, if I and if I and if I if I have the times to run uh, professionally still, then yeah, I'll, I'll give it to these kids again. You know what I mean? been out the game since 2012 and if i can come back and still still show up that would be pretty awesome man so tell them how um how it works with the college meets how you can run as a independent yep so you run uh you run independently yes so they we have a few track meets but that's how you get established and, and that's how you're able to run at track meets we run a collegiate track meet so we have to go like say, like I said, I was trying to go run at Abilene Christian or Texas Tech, so I have to run. Uh, I guess is it called independent? I think so. It's something, something on similar lines like that. But we we go out there and run against collegiate track, collegiate athletes, mm-hmm. and then if um, to make it to the trials, we have to get it sanctioned by IPC. So IPC is, uh, I guess, the world committee for the times. So and if you if you get this meet sanction and you run a time that could get you to the trials, that's how you get to the trials. So it's a it's a little bit of work to do it, man. But luckily, I had a coach to help me too. Well, I mean, my college coach. She's, yeah. Yeah, she still helps me. So nice. Yeah, she's awesome, Barbara. <coughs> oh, <Old> Barbara Crossan. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Dude, what's crazy is that. So like your mindset, man. You fucking tore your hamstring five different times. I would imagine, like, after the first blowout, you'd be like, you know what, fuck this. I'm like, there's no way I can come back from this. But you were just like, nope, fuck it. Keep on doing it. Yeah. Like I said, I fell in love with it and I, I knew I had it. I just wanted to keep doing it. You know what I mean? I just wanted to see my capabilities of doing it because, like I said, I only got to do two years of running track and field and I never hit my peak. I never got to see my full potential. 
So losing my leg, and I was like, still want to see my full potential. I can pull out of this. And if I if I have what I have with one leg, I can only imagine what it, the potential would have been with two legs, man. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Did people ever try to uh, talk you out of all this? Oh, uh, man, no, not really. My prosthesis thought I was crazy. I told my dad when I was laying in the hospital bed, I was going to run track and field again. He thought I was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my dad, uh, not my dad, but my prosthesis, I mean, he hears this all the time. I'm sure he, I mean, I can imagine what he hears people coming in and I say, Hey, I'm going to break the world record. And that's what I told him. I said, I'm going to break the world record in a hundred, 200 in the four by one relay in the 400. You better get ready. And I'm sure people come in talking like this. So he's like, I hear this shit all the time, you know? And then I come in there and I actually broke the world record in the two, four, in the four by one relay and actually put, put, put my mouth or my money where my mouth is or yeah. whatever the saying is called. <laughs> so he, um, he had a, he had a big conference, man. And he's like, I want you to be a part of this conference. And it was a bunch of the bunch of big people that he deals business with. Yeah. And then he, he pulled me in there and he, he, he told him, he's like, this kid came in here and told me he was going to do this. And I told him he was crazy and, and he proved me wrong. So, and just wanted to introduce myself to them. So. Yeah, he's, he's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's badass, man. Do you, uh, did you like get any sponsorships out of uh, your running or anything like that? Man, I got this is a lot of crazy stories, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I should have too, too much to tell. Uh, I mean, it's not too much to tell. This is I, I, I definitely look back at it, and it's, it's, it's on my own, and it's my own personal things that I did that damaged my opportunities to get sponsorships and oh, endorsements. Okay. Yeah. And it's, I mean, cause it's, and it has a lot to do with the USA team. Like, yeah. it's, it's, if you don't feel comfortable talking I'm about it, man, we, don't, it. we don't have to, if we can, it's fine. I don't have a problem I, doing it. Yeah. It's up to whatever okay, you want. Well, man. I don't have an issue doing it at all. Cause this is where I learned politics, man. And all right. I mean, politics is all around the world and it's in everything. And I didn't realize track and field, you're going to have politics. I mean, you just break a world record. The time tells itself how you're not going to pick me up or, or, or do any kind of help to help me get any kind of endorsements. Oh, the reason why is because of my actions. I've, I, I, I did one night towards them. So we're in Japan and I'm supposed to be a professional athlete, right? Uh, me and this other guy from Texas start drinking a beer at this fucking aquarium. <laughs> so we're, everybody's roaming around the aquarium we were like, well, let's have a beer, bro. I mean, we're in Japan. Let's 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 kick back and relax, you know. And so we, they, they would walk by. They would see us in there drinking a beer, and then when we got back to the base, they were like, "Hey, you two need to come see us in our in our apartment." And I didn't think anything of it, man. To be honest with you, so they set us down there. Like, y'all sit down on the couch, and like the whole Olympic community is there, bro. I mean, I mean, the Olympic Committee runs the Paralympics as well. Yeah. So I got everybody there, and I don't know what the what's about to happen. I didn't think it was like what we were doing was a, a problem or an issue. The head coach sets us down, and this is the first words out of his mouth. He points his finger at us and says, "You two little motherfuckers are supposed to be professional athletes, but here y'all are out here getting drunk." Well, first off, my dad don't talk to me like that. And second, you don't know me for a fucking kingdom come. So who the fuck do you think you are to talk to me like this? <laughs> so then I, I lost my shit, man. <laughs> uh, so I, I gave it right back to him. I said, you want to talk to me like this? Then I was just like, fuck you. This is this, this and that. This went off on him. And then my buddy was like, and he's, he's dealt with the Paralympics before. So he's sitting there nudging me. He's like, dude, chill out. They're going to send your ass home. I told him, I'll go, fuck, send me home. Fuck you. I mean, you don't know me. I don't know you. So that was my introduction to the USA team. Oh, God. You know what I mean? I mean, this is 
very first introduction to the USA team for the people that would have have the opportunity to help you get endorsements and sponsorships. But you're a professional coach. That's not that you're you're not active professional at all either, homie. You know what I mean? So I mean, you think you can talk to people like that? Nah, it doesn't work that way, man. So. And I and I looking back at it, I, I I mean I had opportunities and endorsements and sponsorships given to me, or uh, not given, but like options. And then one of them actually got ripped from me right before the the 2012 games. BP was coming in and sponsoring the USA team. What better candidate? A guy who works in the oil field, takes care of his family, he runs track and field on the side, and here he is doing what he's doing. And this is BP. Yeah, we'll pick you up. Oh hey, uh, we're th- we're gonna take a different route. So I'm thinking different route. They they dropped the whole the they dropped the whole uh, the 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 whole team. No, I get to fucking London, and sure enough, I see this other guy I'm running with. He's on the side of this fucking semi truck, and the only way he got this is because he beat Oscar Pistorius in a hundred meter dash at World Championships. He didn't beat Oscar Pistorius. You can see it in the race. He didn't beat this fool. This dude had to let up because he had too much heat going on him at the time. So he's like, I got to lose a race. You know what I'm saying? There's no way I could win every single race, every single time. So, and, and it was a close race. And if you weren't there and if you can't see it on the video, well, then go back and watch it. Because you can see this dude, like, let up and let this other guy win. So this is the guy that took my spot on, on BP. But it's just, like I said, it was my own faults, my own things, how I introduced myself to the USA team. I got what I got, bro. So kind of shitty, but is what it is yeah it's a tough situation to be in man yeah i mean and it takes a big man to sit here and process this and admit it, admit the wrongdoings as well i mean i i know i shouldn't have acted that way either but i guess i got my conscience quizzes out of it you know what i'm saying so it's pretty shitty but whatever <laughs> yeah fuck man that sucks dude yeah yeah and that's why i don't mind doing what i do i mean i i, I want to try to do it again just to see if i can show back up because it's the same fucking kids running yeah and and they, they they having sponsorships and endorsements and stuff like that. So it's just like, what have you been doing with your life, training this whole time? Well, let me come back and see if I can come dust your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, you're the king of cramming for an event, man. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. No doubt. Like I said, 2000, was it 2021? I, I plan on running, man. So damn that's yeah. nuts dude you have me convinced like i i think you could do it man just judging off of the way you're running on the on the air runner off with the treadmill yeah man and that was a so little you're, bit you're fucking moving bro yeah for sure you're I can, fucking moving i can move man yeah for sure absolutely dude hey the the dude that beat you what, what's his name oscar, oscar Pistorius. Pistorius. Yep, yep. is that the guy that uh yep 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 uh what it's valentine's day fucking yeah yeah, that's a that's a shitty situation too, man. Because yeah. I I met him in two thousand eight, and then I did see a change from two thousand eight to two thousand twelve. Um, he was I mean, fuck, he ran in the two thousand twelve games, like the Olympic games before he before he ran with us in two thousand twelve. He ran in the Olympic games, yeah, the actual Olympic games, and he made the semifinals in the in the quarter, running against Olympians. So I I seen the 2008 to 2012. I mean, look at what he's done for the Paralympics. This mother, he made the Paralympics. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if if it wasn't for him, nobody would nobody would know what the Paralympics is. I mean, 
And then sure enough, he's running in the Olympics, and then he's got all these endorsements and sponsorships. I mean, this guy is making all kinds of fucking money. Yeah. So, I mean, and he's I guess he's running with the crew he started running with, and who knows what happened. But, I mean, the that incident was a, a supermodel, man, and, that is, and getting jealous over a supermodel, what the fuck's wrong with you, brother? I mean... Something something happened and something got him in his head, man. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, simple. if y'all don't know, just go and Google this dude's name, and uh, yeah. it's wild. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I I've even thought about like reaching out to him. I mean, just I mean, pretty shitty situation to end up in jail. So yeah. Did you uh, did, would you talk to him like on, uh, yeah, on a daily basis? Yeah, oh, no like, shit? I, like like I said, after in the two thousand ten at that world championship game in that hundred meter dash where. He lost the race. We ended up at a bar. Once it was all said and done, we, me and my wife went to the club. Fuck, my wife pins him up in the corner. It's like, did you let that motherfucker win? <laughs> straight, <laughs> straight up called him out. And he just, I can't say it, but he gave us his look. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I let him win. And we were like, we fucking knew. We knew oh, it, bro. Oh, shit. Yeah. Confirmation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And this is why we're in the club. Drinking, what are those shots of absent, absence or <laughs> Abs, what is absent, 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 and they light that shit on fire. So he, Oscar Pistorius brings me and my wife and like, like him and his friend, four shots of this shit. And I'm like, and it's on fire. I was like, Oh, you, you's a baller, huh? Cool. Where's your table at? Oh, over there. Cool. Let me get 10 of these motherfuckers. Uh, dude, I'm carrying this tray lit on, lit shots that are lit on fire, and I get over and shit spills on my fucking oh, arm. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just trying to outdo everybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Crazy. Did the, does that stuff really make you uh, hallucinate? No, I, I didn't do enough of it. I don't know. Uh, New Zealand was fun though. That was in Christchurch, New Zealand, so that was a pretty badass place. Man. Oh no shit! How yeah. many other places have you been? So I've been to Sydney, Australia, Christchurch, Rio de Janeiro twice, um, Okinawa, and then China, and then Cambridge. We went through a little bit of Europe while we were there. So yeah. uh, where else have I been? Christchurch. Yeah, that's it, man. Yeah, for Dude, sure. You've been. Yeah. Yeah, quite a few places. Yeah, yep. he's traveled the world for sure. All for losing a leg. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it started, huh? Yeah. If you want to travel the world out there, people will just fucking cut your leg off. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm just Talk kidding. about how crazy he is anyway. I mean, what, what did you what did you ask your doctor? Oh shortly shit! After? It's another story. It's <laughs> fucking nuts. So like Oscar for stories, they're making this big deal about missing both of his. And no bullshit, man. Like they got an advantage with running on two of those legs. Like straight the fuck up. With him competing against me, I'm missing one leg. So like I, I got as fast as I was on one leg, and I and I they would ask me to go do trials in uh, where was it up in Utah? Want me to go do trials in Utah for him for his testing? And I'm all, you're not gonna get what you're looking for because I'm not missing both of my legs, but I'm the fastest one-legged one out there. So mm-hmm. they're thinking they're gonna get the test they're looking for. So, so I asked my doctor, my friend Scott, Scott Savage, I told him, I was like, say, man, let's find me a doctor here in Oklahoma City to cut my other fucking leg off. And he was like, you're <laughs> <laughs> straight up, bro. He's like, dude, you're crazy. Ain't no doctor. I was like, no, for real. I want to prove a fucking point. I want to prove that these motherfuckers are faster than us. And he's like, dude, ain't no doctor just going to cut your fucking leg off for fun, bro. You, you stop looking for it. And I was like, if someone, that, if someone could find me a doctor, it would have been him. And he he, he said it wasn't going to happen. But, yeah, I was, that's where I was at that, that moment in my life, man. I was just wanting to fucking 
prove to people. You just wanted to win, man. Yeah, that. I just went, and then once I was winning with this, and I was getting beat by it, but everybody's looking at his because he's missing two legs. Well, fuck, cut my other leg off. I'll, <laughs> I'll fucking kick his ass. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Damn. Yeah, for sure. So you didn't do it just because you couldn't find anybody? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a legal thing? Yeah, I'm, you know? I'm pretty sure. I yeah. Was, yeah. I'm pretty. I'm sure you can go somewhere and find it, but just not in the states. Yeah. Did you try Mexico? <laughs> I definitely did not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you want to do that anyway. I don't know, man. Not nowadays. <laughs> Come back. You don't have a kidney. <laughs> That's tax. Why do I still got my leg? <laughs> oh, shit. What the hell is this problem in my back? <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's nuts that uh, you would think about that doing it. or actually try to do it. I'm pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> Shit. Life is precious, man. Take advantage of it. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Do you ever, uh, probably not, I'm guessing not, but do you ever think about like uh, how your career, athletic career would have been if you never lost your leg? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I thought, I mean, I wouldn't ever got to do the things I'm doing now. Uh-huh. Cause I mean, I quit school cause uh, I lost my scholarship and ended up at McMurray and I can't afford that shit, man. My dad paid for my first year, luckily. And then the second year I get student loans. I wasn't going to graduate college with a hundred thousand dollars in student loans. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no way when I can go out in the Woodfield and, and do what I'm doing in my home, in my hometown. So I was just, if I didn't lose my leg, I would never took myself back to a chance of opportunities in any athletics probably. Even though I wasn't happy, I wasn't happy at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, but probably not. I probably wouldn't have done anything. No, I mean, because, I mean, the money's too good in the little field. So, it's like, why well, go risk the biscuit whenever you don't know, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I had my chance and I quit on it. So, yeah. Yep. Dude, uh, seeing all those places uh, that you traveled when uh, yeah, you're trying out for the Olympics and then going through the Olympics, uh do you ever be like, man, I just want to live over here in one of these places? Oh, man. Now. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you had the chance, where would you go to? Oh, man. If I had the chance now, I'd probably go to Sydney or actually Christchurch. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily go to Christchurch. So, uh, I'd go to Queenstown, either Queenstown, New Zealand, or Amsterdam for sure. Amsterdam's pretty wild. Fucking Amsterdam. <laughs> Fucking Amsterdam. <laughs> you have all the good stuff out there? Uh, they definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that, that was pretty wild. Went to a coffee shop or whatever it is, and I don't even smoke. Look at the menu, uh, and I don't even know uh, the fuck I'm looking at. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing is like for the people who don't know, a coffee shop there is not a place to go and get a cup of Joe. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely it's a smoke, smoke shop. shop. Yeah, you leave happy. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking at a menu, and this guy, and then he was from the states. He's like, "Do you smoke?" And I was like, "I don't even smoke, man. And I don't even know what the fuck I'm looking at." And he's like, "Oh, you want this one?" And I was like, "He said I wanted this one." Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, take a hit of that. And I was take like two hits. I was. Fucking gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty high, man. It was pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> Walking through the red light district, I was stoned out. <laughs> <laughs> and I got my dad with me, too. He's all fucked up, too. No shit. Get me back to the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Having to walk him through the fucking red light district with my hand on his shoulder. Because he was, he, was, he was lit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good time, man. Yeah, answer that's friendly, man. Go experience once if you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe after I retire. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got man, we got responsibilities now. You uh, you still do any kind of training? Nah, I just do. I, I mean, I got a full gym at my house, so I get yeah. in there. You know, I'll, I'll bust out like three or four months a year. Get in there, get it hard, and then like everybody else, usually quits. I quit, and then I fall back into it. And, you know, I'll get back into it. So, you know, I mean, my wife, on the other hand, she likes to work at Orange Theory. When she has a full gym at her house. <laughs> <laughs> it's the community, man. That's what it is. I don't know about that, but. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, like, like I said, I want to get back into it. So I'm, I, I take care of myself. I'm pretty healthy. So well, yeah. You know. Do you, uh, do you already have like dates picked out? Do you know when, when the races are? Uh, last year I did. Uh, when was it? April, well, if it was this year, I think it was April 24th and then the first week of May. So it'd be about the same time next year. Yeah. So, yep. Yep. Dude, I hope you, you go try it again, man. It's like you just like you talking about that last bull ride, man. Man, I tell you, it's, it's that, it's that feeling of like just going and, and giving it all your last time. Yeah. Yep. Or at least, you know, at least attempting See the, one more, one more run or one more ride. Yeah, and absolutely. being able to pour your heart out into that last one. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's something within myself I got to do. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, no doubt. And that's it's exactly what I've said. It's it's not to go prove myself to somebody else. It's just to prove it for myself. Like just to get one last kind of last who last thing, man. Hell yeah, yeah, for man. sure. Yeah, no doubt. And see, the thing with that, I'm going to be running on a, a long-distance foot, so I'm not going to actually have the full sprint foot. I have a, a brand-new sprint foot, but I'm going to have to get a new socket made and all that. And I'm not trying to have my prosthesis do anything like that for me if I'm not doing anything with it. So, And I have a running long-distance foot, so I'll, I'll go out there and test this test it out on this run, uh, run a long-distance running foot. And if I go out there with this running foot and do something with it, then I'll – I'll talk to him again, and we'll get another sprinter leg made, and and then we'll hit the next season up after that. So, so is it this this college season that you're thinking of? It was this year. Well, actually, coming up now, oh, wow. yeah, because school's yeah. about to start back up. So yeah, it'll be coming up this this coming year. I mean, we'll have we have to see what's going on with this COVID. You know what I mean? So fucking I'm, COVID. I know, ain't that about a bitch? <laughs> yeah. Did your was your last race the one where you you uh, tore your hamstring? Was that the very last time you ran? Um. Yeah, in London. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, man. I haven't ran in a meet since then, man. Yeah. So it's going to be culture shock. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be fucking pretty wild. I've, it's gonna be, I ain't going to lie. It's going to be kind of scary, but it's going to be good. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Because like Justin was saying, like his last bull ride, he you don't realize that it's going to be your last bull ride, so you don't really appreciate it. And I feel, I felt like that was my last football game. Like I barely remember it. Right. Because I didn't think it was going to be the last one. And right. Then, you being your last run, run, man. Like, right. did you, did you know that was going to be your last one? No, because I plan on coming back for 2016. Yeah. So, but just how the USA team has has handled me this whole time since 2008, yeah. And then how my USA coach made me run that day in, in Canada before 2012, yeah. And I tore my hamstring that day because she made me run, yeah. So I, I pretty much said i don't want to fucking run for y'all anymore to be honest with you i i got dual citizenship in great britain and they take do you really yeah so i i, I thought about actually running for great britain and they take care of their athletes too on money too 
I mean, what I made for London or 2008 games, breaking a world, break a world record. Here's a thousand dollars. That's fucking crazy. That's like, it. That's exactly. That's fucking nuts. And so they they told me what they pay over over there, and it's in pounds. And God Almighty, if it's really real, I, I could have came home with tons tons of money. But it's yeah. not really about the money. It's but it's how they treat their yeah. people. And another reason why I didn't do it either is got me. I fucking love my country. I love putting on that red, white, and blue. You know yeah. what I mean? So um, I just didn't want to run for those people. So. Man. I- how did you, uh, or why do you have dual citizenship? My mom's brother was born over there. Okay. So. So they, you just like it's, it's automatically. Since it's in with my, I don't know, I don't really know how that works, but that's what how my mom kind of explained it to me. So I never really went into full finding out if I if I really truly have dual citizenship, but I mean, from what I was hearing from her, it sounded like I did. So. Yeah. That works, man. Yeah. I mean, if it's paying pounds, thousands of pounds to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about a couple hundred thousand pounds. That's pretty. And they come home with $8,000. Like, oh, cool. Y'all Dang. did it. Y'all did it. Y'all really did it for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, you'll see me again uh, for sure. And I'll definitely invite you guys to come watch, too, because, like you said, you never know when it's going to be the last oh, one. Oh, shit, yeah, man. I'll yeah. be cheering you on, bro. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, I hope you get out there, man. Yeah, no Go doubt. get it again. Oh, yeah, appreciate that, man. Nothing but love, man. Um, yeah. But, shit, I think that's a good place to uh, to wrap it up, man. This this was fun as shit, man. I'm glad you came through on the podcast. Hell, bro. yeah. I appreciate you awesome. having me, man. This was a good time. Yeah, we definitely need this. to have you again. And then. You definitely need to do that run and then we'll and follow get back it into up with it. That. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, for sure, no Fuck doubt. Yeah, man. What are you? What are your goals? We're gonna. We're just gonna ask you now. That oh, yeah. we're my, about to. My goals? Yeah. Here's your accountability, uh, man. Are you talking about my times or like my goals? What like both? I want to know what you think your time's gonna be oh, and your man. goal for. Set, give, give me your goal for okay, running. Okay, so for my the, my 400 meter goal, I want to hit, it, which it ain't even fucking be done yet on a one leg. My my goal is 47, but I I mean. I was really wanting to hit 46, so I will hit a 47, but that's really fucking pushing it now. So if I can hit 40, high 48 or low 49 all day long, man, I, that would that, be a, a, a pretty impressive goal when the world records are still at 50 points. So uh, my 200 now, I just I don't really give two shits about my 200 time, to be honest with you. It's probably still low 22s or high 21, so yeah, but so 400 is what you shoot for. It's huh? my 400, man. Yeah, and my 200. I'm just gonna be able to run a 200 because I can. I can get my 400 time. You know what I mean? But I still want to run my two because ain't nobody got a curve like me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I learned this curve, man. But it's, good luck. You ain't gonna catch up. You ain't gonna keep up with me on a curve. <laughs> but yeah, man. That's that's it. I mean, and, and and this year, this this season is for me. It's an introduction. It's it's taking me back into the game. So it's like go out there, and I'm not gonna go give it my all. To be honest with you, I'm just I'm, I'm just getting out there and testing myself, see how I feel, see if I can run it, and if I can go out there and run a decent time, I will follow back up with the next following season after that next full season, and get a full season of this year till this track meet. And then get another full year of training after that. And then that's where their real times come into play. You know what I mean? So this is just kind of like an introduction back into the game. Run hard, stay safe. Yeah. Stay, yeah, man. stay safe and healthy. Yep, yeah, yep. For sure. yeah, let's see if I can get through that. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. 
Hell yeah. Well, if y'all want to see Jim Bob in action, uh, just what, Google your name? Just Google it. J-I-M-B-O-B-B-I-Z-Z-E-L-L. Jim Bobazell out of Odessa, Texas. Three-time world record holder. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> uh, Let's do it. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, go uh, go follow Tell Me Something Podcast on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we're going up on YouTube now, so go check us out on YouTube. We got a few clips there. Um, and then we'll link to, to Jim Bob and yeah, for sure. And your running videos. So go check us out. Thanks for listening, everybody. Justin? Peace out, man. <laughs> All, right. All right. Y'all be good. Later. <laughs>